Welcome to Emily Jordan Radio, a podcast hosted and produced by me, Emily Jordan. I'm a health and life coach for women, a former fifth grade teacher turned artist, coach, writer, personal trainer, podcaster, and overall a creative 20-something just trying to honor who I am as deeply as possible. This podcast is a collection of motivation, inspiration, insight, and entertainment, and I hope that it can be a part of your pursuit to honor who you are too. Find me on Instagram at emilyjordan underscore coaching, and be sure to rate and review this podcast on iTunes or share it from wherever you're listening. Thanks for joining me here, and let's get started with today's episode. Hello, friends. Welcome to today's episode where I'm going to chat about my intermittent fasting experience, what I did, why I did it, how I did it, what happened, and whether or not this is something that I recommend or find helpful. In case you haven't been keeping up or you're new here, I did intermittent fasting for Lent this year just as a way of becoming mindful in a different way about my food intake. And honestly, I was just curious because I've heard a lot of people talk about how great intermittent fasting is and how well it works. So I kind of wanted to just see for myself. So to start with, let's just talk about what intermittent fasting even is. So intermittent fasting is also sometimes called time-restricted feeding by some articles online, and that's exactly what it is. It's intermittently or off and on fasting, not consuming calories for certain periods of time. It's not a diet because it doesn't by nature change what you eat. It just kind of changes how you eat and it changes when you eat. Now, there are a number of different methods of intermittent fasting. There's 18-6, where you eat for six hours and you fast for 18. There's 16-8, where you eat for eight and you fast for 16. There's whole days of fasting, where you fast for two days out of the week and then you eat like normal outside of that. But the most common approach, which is the one I chose, is 16-8. Fasting for 16 hours and then eating for eight hours. As far as what those eight hours are, that's totally up to you as far as I can tell. I don't think there are hours that are like better or worse than others. I think there are just some that are easier and more convenient than others for obvious reasons. Personally, I chose to do 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. as my feeding window, which basically just means skipping breakfast and eliminating any late night snacking, which I'm totally guilty of. Um, But I also just want to point out that throughout the six or so weeks that I was doing intermittent fasting, I did adjust my feeding window some days to fit whatever was going on. So, for example, if we met some friends for brunch um, and I didn't want to skip out on that, I ate from 11 to 7 instead of 12 to 8. Or one day, if maybe I was out running errands when I was supposed to have my first meal, I would break my fast a little later at maybe 12.45 or 1 instead of 12 and then just allow myself to eat until 8.45 or 9. So I think that's perfectly fine. There are even people who do intermittent fasting during the week and then eat like normal on the weekends. But for the sake of this experiment and the experience as a whole, I just wanted to stay consistent and see what happened. I'd also like to note that I tracked my calories pretty consistently throughout the six or so weeks that I did intermittent fasting and I ate the same amount that I ate without doing intermittent fasting. I also did a ton of research before I started on how intermittent fasting actually works, how to do it effectively, safely, healthily, and whether or not it even is a healthy thing for people to do. And I will link the articles and videos that I found helpful in the show notes here. But I also want to read a couple things from an article I referred to a lot from a site called Nerd Fitness. So because I'm me, um, I just really wanted to know how this thing worked because I know a good bit about um, macronutrients and kind of food for fitness, but I don't really know and I didn't really know how timing would affect fat loss or muscle loss or weight or anything like that. So here is how Nerd Fitness explains intermittent fasting and how it works in your body. 
when you eat a meal, your body spends a few hours processing that food, burning what it can from what you just consumed. Because it has all of this readily available, easy to burn energy, thanks to the food you just ate, your body will choose to use that as energy rather than the fat you have stored. This is especially true if you just consumed carbohydrates or sugar, as your body prefers to burn sugar as energy before any other source. During the, quote, fasted state, the hours in which your body is not consuming or digesting any food, your body doesn't have a recently consumed meal to use as energy, so it is more likely to pull from the fat stored in your body as it's the only energy source readily available. So basically, when you eat a meal, your body uses that food from the meal as its immediate energy because there's fuel right there. It's not going to waste time going into storage when there's energy right there for it to use. But when you deprive your body of fuel or food for an extended period of time, aka fasting, but it still needs some sort of fuel to keep doing its thing, then that's when it has to go into, quote, storage or fat stores for fuel. So normal eating means your body uses pretty much your most recent food as fuel, whereas fasting means your body has to use stored energy, aka fat, as fuel. And this is why most people talk about this when they talk about the benefits of intermittent fasting. They say things like, oh, it turns your body into a fat burning machine, or it tricks your body into burning fat as fuel. It helps you burn more fat. And all that's pretty much true, but I wanted to get a more scientific approach than just like, you're tricking your body. You're not really tricking it, you're just forcing it to pull from a different fuel source. Now, another thing I want to point out before I get into my own experience is something that Nerd Fitness also highlights, and plenty of other sources do as well, and that is just that doing intermittent fasting alone isn't going to change your whole body and make you lose a ton of weight. You still need to pair it with a good diet and exercise. You still need to eat the right foods and do some type of exercise, some type of caloric expenditure. There are definitely camps of people who say, no, just eat whatever you want. Go crazy during your feeding window. Eat as much as you want as long as you keep it um, you know, between your feeding and fasting windows. But the research um, that I found said otherwise. I think people who claim to have seen really good results from intermittent fasting despite eating whatever they want saw those results because they were actually just eating less than they normally do in general. Another thing I was concerned about initially was skipping breakfast since I, like most people, was taught that breakfast was the most important meal of the day. Um, I always heard that skipping breakfast messed up your metabolism, but, of course, this is addressed in nearly every article and video on intermittent fasting. And the research pretty much says that it's not just breakfast in general that's the most important meal of the day. It's whatever you break your fast with. So pretty much your first meal in general, regardless of whether or not it's a typical, quote, breakfast at a breakfast time. And when you break your fast in intermittent fasting, most of my research said that it's best to break your fast with a small meal and then have your first large meal 30 to 45 minutes later because your body isn't really ready to handle a huge caloric or nutrient-dense meal after being empty for 16 hours. And I'll get into how I did that in my own experience in just a minute. But I just wanted to address that because it was really cool to find out that the whole breakfast thing's actually kind of a myth. So my own personal experience, like I said, I did 16-8 where I fasted for 16 hours, ate for 8 hours in the feeding window of 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. I consumed the same amount of calories during intermittent fasting that I did not in intermittent fasting. And again, I really did this just out of curiosity and as a way of bringing awareness and a different layer of mindfulness to my eating habits. I definitely think different things would have happened if I didn't track my calories or didn't track any macronutrients and just kind of ate 
as I felt that I was hungry or not hungry, but this is what I did and this is what I found. Um, the way I started was pretty much cold turkey, if you will, which research says is fine. You don't have to prep your body for this. You don't have to slowly cut calories or ease into it or make any changes. Um, I just started on a Monday, so one Sunday night I stopped eating at 8 o'clock and then I didn't eat until 12 o'clock on the following Monday. So it was pretty easy to get started. Like I was just saying also, most things I read suggested breaking the fast with a small meal. And the contents of that quote meal could vary depending on exactly why you were fasting. So one video I watched made the point that whatever you break your fast with is what you're telling your body to use as fuel, which is why it's the most important meal. So this guy, his name is Thomas DeLauer, um, had some really great informational, scientific, and well-researched videos that I'll link below. And he said that if you're fasting for specifically fat loss and fat loss alone, then it's best to break your fast with something high in fat from what I understood from the video. So for more of a lifestyle or neutral approach, kind of like I was doing, he recommended a high protein and high glycemic index carb. A high glycemic index carb is basically a simple carb, a carb that your body can break down really easily and give you quick fuel rather than something that's gonna leave you feeling full for a long time because of how complex it is for your body to break down. So he recommended a rice cake versus something like oatmeal, which is a complex carb. So that's what I did. I had usually a rice cake and a protein shake for my break fast meal. But of course there were definitely days where it just didn't work out that way. I was either out or I went out to eat and I actually broke my fast with a sandwich or a salad or something like that just because of how my schedule was that day. Now, I wanna talk about the pros and cons of fasting. I wanna talk about what I liked, what I didn't like, and then I wanna share what happened to me, what changed in my body, my weight, all of that. So things I liked about intermittent fasting, the number one thing that was hard, but actually really neat, was being able to see what real hunger actually felt like. I think a lot of times I, and a lot of other people, eat just because it's time to eat, right? Like, oh, I should eat breakfast because it's breakfast time. I should eat something before I work out. But I'm not always genuinely hungry. I personally am not very good at paying attention to real hunger cues because I just like to eat. I enjoy food and I'm one of those people who will pretty much just eat whatever's in front of me. Um, I get so annoyed with Michael for this because he will almost always leave food on his plate when we eat and he's like, oh, I'm just full, I'm stuffed. And I'm like, well, yeah, me too, but there's still french fries here. So with intermittent fasting, I was pretty much forced to be hungry um, most days and really got to experience what it felt like to eat from a place of hunger versus there's just food in front of me and I'm gonna eat it, right? Now, while we're talking about hunger, I would also like to add that at the beginning, for whatever reason, I was truly not that hungry from when I woke up to when I had my first meal. Really, it was not that bad, and that was definitely something I was anticipating was being super hungry, but at the beginning, I was really not that hungry, and I didn't really feel like, oh my god, oh my god, I can't wait to eat, but at the end, that changed. Um, I don't really know why, but the last couple weeks, maybe because I knew that it was over soon, I was pretty hungry in the mornings, but I wouldn't really say it was a big enough deal to count it as a con or something that I really struggled with. It was just something I noticed. Another thing I liked besides learning what real hunger was and experiencing real hunger was sometimes it was kind of liberating to skip breakfast and just go on with my day. Of course, like I said, um, some mornings I was actually hungry and I wished I could eat breakfast, but other mornings I would be in a good workflow or I'd be out running errands or whatever and it was just nice to not have to think about what to eat or stop what I was doing to get breakfast. 
And you might be saying or thinking, if breakfast was that inconvenient in the first place, why weren't you just skipping it altogether? Or why don't you just skip breakfast on the days when you don't want to eat? And that goes back to what I was saying about being hungry is that I often used to just eat breakfast because it was breakfast time. I was ready to eat, but I wasn't like genuinely starving or anything. And I also like to eat before I work out. And my pre-workout meal was usually my breakfast meal. So during my intermittent fasting stint, it was just kind of nice to remove that from my daily to-do list completely and just carry on with my day. I also liked the not eating after eight rule. Not because I think that eating late makes you store fat or anything like that that some people believe, but because it really cut out a lot of my own sweet tooth snacking. Usually, um, I typically finish eating dinner around eight anyway, and then I watch TV or read or something before bed. And when I'm doing that, I like to have a snack or something. But with intermittent fasting, I either had to eat dinner early enough to like budget for a snack, or I just didn't have to have a snack. So I liked the cutoff time and it really made me prioritize a good filling dinner since I knew that it would be my last meal for a while. In general, I would say the pros of intermittent fasting would be that it actually could be pretty conducive to your existing schedule. And if you're looking for maybe a jump start to some weight loss, if you've hit a plateau, or if you're just looking for a new approach to eating in general, then this could be a relatively simple thing that you could start doing that might already be almost what you're doing anyway. Other general pros would be you have a lot of free time in the morning when you're fasting or if maybe you decide to fast in the afternoons because that works better for your schedule, you just have a lot of free time then. Either way, it just frees up a lot of time when you don't have to stop and cook a meal. We don't have to go out for food or it's not even an option to get something to eat anyway, so why waste your time thinking about it? Um, That's definitely a pro and something that was helpful for me was just the kind of non-negotiability of it. Like, For some reason, I'm just much better at following a quote rule like that. And so I truly didn't cheat or wasn't even tempted to cheat because I was like, no, I can't eat before noon. It was just, I don't know, I'm good at sticking to a rule like that, I guess. Now, things that I didn't like were probably first and foremost, the way that it messed with my workout or running schedule. So some people enjoy and actually promote fasted cardio or fasted training. But for me, I just kind of felt weak and tired and hungry if I worked out or went for a run during my fasting window. So it really made me have to adjust when I worked out, which then made me adjust the rest of my day schedule. So that was kind of inconvenient for me personally. It was also hard because I'm pretty much home for the first half of my day and then busy the second half because that's just generally when I have clients um, is when people are off of work. So it was kind of hard to be home for most of my fasting window and then out during my feeding window because obviously I'm not going to like eat a sandwich or something while I'm training someone. Um, Plus, if I'm busy doing something, I'm a lot less likely to even think about food or being hungry. So when I'm working at home in the mornings, it's super easy for me to get distracted and then really focus on being hungry. So that was a downside for me and my personal schedule. But like I was saying earlier, maybe for people who work like nine to fives or even teachers, like I think this would be a good schedule and maybe even less stressful than feeling like you had to eat breakfast and then choosing something unhealthy anyway, just because you feel like you should be eating, right? Another con for me was how it kind of interfered with some weekend or evening plans. Um, Not being able to have calories after 8 p.m. means going out for drinks or date nights or things like that were difficult because it just meant having to back up those plans a lot, and that was kind of hard sometimes. It was also hard on the weekends when Michael and I are both off and we're home. Um, It was hard to do intermittent fasting because we couldn't really go get breakfast or we couldn't go out for like brunch or a small snack somewhere. And... 
I mean, maybe worst of all was Costco. I either had to go grocery shopping later to be able to have the Costco samples, um, or I just had to say no to them. And if you shop at Costco, you know that it gets super busy the later you wait, so I like to go early. And you also know that saying no to samples is like really hard. So I know that's really funny, but that's just also something that was really difficult on Sundays for us too. I say for us because we both go and get the samples together. But this is a good point also in how it really just made me more aware of what I was eating and when I was eating and all the like little things that add up through the day because when you can't eat till noon, you're just on high alert to most food in general. So that was the downside. Social events, fun plans, Costco samples, all that was kind of cramped sometimes. But like I said, um, some days I did back up my feeding window or move it even forward to fit plans better. So this wasn't that bad. It was just something that I'm definitely looking forward to not having to deal with anymore. <laughs> the last pretty big con for me and for lots of other people, I'd assume, is that intermittent fasting can kind of encourage binge eating or starvation because even though you're quote supposed to break your fast with something small and then ease into a larger meal sometimes you're just really hungry right and it can be really easy to eat a lot of food all at once because you're so so hungry and even if it's good food even if you're eating healthy stuff this isn't necessarily good for your stomach or for your digestion on the flip side of that, it can also kind of promote starvation because you're kind of making your body dip into that starvation mode during your fasting window, which is the whole point and, and purpose of doing intermittent fasting for fat loss purposes. And if this works for you, if it actually starts to make you drop weight, it's kind of tempting to be like, okay, well, then I'm just going to continually eat less and less and stay, quote, starving, which is not at all a sustainable or healthy approach. But even for me, like, it sometimes became a game or kind of cool to see like, wow, I really can resist the urge to eat. I can do this. Or I made it this long. How much longer can I go? Maybe I should do it for a whole day. And I think for me and for other women who already have this terrible idea that eating less is the answer to all our dietary woes, it's just a dangerous line of thinking. Now, this might not happen for you. It might not happen for everyone. But this is just my own experience and something that I consider a con from the way it happened for me and also something that I suspect could be an issue for other women in general. In terms of my overall concrete results, um, pretty much nothing happened. My starting weight was 126.6 pounds on March 6th. I was 20.6% 20 body fat and 36.7% muscle. And then on April 17th, which was almost the end, that was a Wednesday and technically Lent ends on a Sunday, but I just weighed on every Wednesday. So at the very end, pretty much, I ended at 124.8 pounds, 20.2% body fat and 36.9% muscle. So that's a total of 1.8 pounds lost. 0.4% um, lost in body fat and 0.2% gained in muscle. And for me, after six weeks, I don't think that's really that significant. I think you could even lose more or change your body comp more from different approaches. Um, and also, even on a weekly basis, because I was tracking my weight, body fat, and muscle every week, I was up and down throughout, so it's not like I consistently lost weight from the get-go. In fact, I actually gained weight the first couple weeks, and then I lost one and a half pounds like in the last week at the same time. So I don't know what happened. I don't know if maybe other factors were at play, but I wouldn't say that it was like a really successful weight loss 
tactic for me personally. And also for me, the pros don't really outweigh the cons. So I will not be continuing this. It didn't really do anything for me. And I'm looking forward to going out for breakfast this weekend. Um, but that being said, there are definitely tons of people who use intermittent fasting as a lifestyle feeding habit or, or eating approach. Like people have been doing this for years in a row and maybe they take breaks. I don't know, but I don't want to taint you one way or the other. I just want to report my own experiences and what happened for me personally. Another thing I found out when I did research at the beginning was some people reported more like mental clarity, better digestion, they were sleeping better, their skin was better, they had more energy, things like that. Um, so I was kind of anticipating having those results or just curious to see if that happened for me and none of that happened. I didn't lose energy, I didn't sleep any worse, I didn't have... Um, any poor digestion. It was my digestion definitely took a hit in the beginning, but none of that stuff long-term was really bad for me, but it also wasn't good. I think that that just about covers it. But if you have any questions, if you think I got something wrong, I reported something wrong, maybe I did it wrong, or maybe you had a totally different experience and you want to share that, please let me know because I know a lot of people are and were really interested in hearing about this. So I'd love to provide as much information as possible from as many different perspectives as possible. I am going to link some articles and videos that I found helpful here in the show notes, as well as my Instagram post that's going to show a before and after uh, picture comparison. And I'll also link the YouTube video to this in case you have someone you want to share that with, or if you want a different way of getting most of the same information for whatever reason. Thank you, as always, for listening. I hope that this was helpful. Be sure to rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.